Blog Talk Radio. Buckles, Trunks, and Titles presents to you Nicholas London and Q-Ball Carmichael. And this may be the coolest thing I've ever done as I return to radio with a brand new show with the host of the show, the one and only, the legend in my view. He is Q-Ball Carmichael. Q, welcome to your brand new show, Triple T Radio. Thanks, Nick. I've been looking forward to every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Snapping nets and cashing checks, baby. Brother, this is going to be one of the coolest things. I'm I'm telling you, I'm excited to have you as a co-host. We've been friends for a very long time. Um, I did your 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 last radio show show podcast, and was uh, fortunate enough to be inducted into that Hall of Fame at the same time as the entire Guerrero family. So it was a tremendous honor for me. So to have you as a a co-host with me on the show is, is probably as exciting for me as it gets. I couldn't think of anybody else that I would rather do uh, a radio show with than, than you, my friend, Nicholas London. Well, I find that interesting because the truth of the matter is that I couldn't think of a better person to do a weekly show considering how appropriate the name is, Turnbuckles, Trunks, and Titles, with a man who is very familiar with the squared circle and you, Q-Ball Carmichael. Well, you know, I'm fortunate enough. I'm, I'm going into my 36th year um, active in the sport of professional wrestling, both as a wrestler and as I get later on in years, of course, I'm doing a lot of seminars. Our guest tonight, uh, Jimmy Peoples, who's coming on, is a great promoter out of Georgia. Uh, on the 19th of October, I'll be doing a seminar down there during the day before his big anti-bullying show. He is the promoter of Solid Rock Championship Wrestling, a very Christian-based organization um, that I am proud to be a part of. And it's going to be a lot of fun that night doing doing a seminar during the day and hanging out for the show and helping him wherever I can. And, you know, I told him, I said, one of the things I like to do is I like to have somebody who's got a good personality go around and it just ask the people, hey, would you like to be on our mailing list? All I need is a quick email address. If you'll put it down right here, and then I get their first name and create a list of people. So every time he has a show, he can send a group email and get those those people right back to the event. So pretty excited about that. He's going to be on our first guest tonight, which is kind of appropriate. 
I've known him a long time. He's a good guy, great reputation, retired chief of police. Um, so that's exciting. But, you know, we got, oh, my gosh, we've got just a great month of radio planned for everybody, and we're kind of taking it uh, month by month. We book our guests. Uh, we'll have all of November booked by the last week of October. But we'd like to keep next week's guests a little bit of a secret to later on in the show because we don't want anybody to uh, – you know, not pay attention to us today. So you got to stay tuned to Triple T Radio if you want to hear who's going to be our next guest. And believe me, the one tonight's a great guest, but the one next week is going to rock people's boat. You ain't kidding, brother. Um, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, this anti-bullying rally, and this is what makes um, this this guest, many people, so exciting, is the fact that, you know, we all know one of the biggest issues in the world today is bullying. And when somebody, you know, a retired cop, chief of police, it is such a big deal for guys to get that word out. And for him, if, if anyone has seen it and they know exactly what it's all about, he's the one. And uh, to do this show and have the lineup that he has, it's going to be incredible, and Thomasville, Georgia, is really in for a heck of a night of pro wrestling, if you ask me personally. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be an exciting night. He's got a great show lined up, some tremendous talent, surprise guests, and, you know, it's a big deal. I uh, I had a, a, a child who was bullied at school, and, you know, it's different than when I was a kid. When I was a kid and it happened, the end of the school day, he went home, it was over with, but now with the advent of the internet and text messages and social media sites. And, you know, these poor kids, they can't get away from it. It sticks with them 24 seven. There's no escape. So, you know, for me, it's uh, near and dear to my heart. And, and, and I can tell you the same thing with uh, Jimmy, when he comes on, it's, it's something that he he's big on. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny because as a wrestler, it's no secret to anybody that's familiar with my career you know, 95% of it was at, as the big barroom bully brawler type guy, you know. But, you know, it's ironic that people meet me over the years and go, wow, you're the total opposite of your character, you know. And people don't understand it's, it's no different wrestling than it is if you're playing, if you're going to play a part on a show like Criminal Minds or NCIS, something that's big. If they want you to, to pay you to be the bad guy, guess what? You're going to be the bad guy. And it, it just so happens, you know, for me, it involved a lot more acting to be that guy. So I was more into it. If I was going to be Mr. Nice Guy, well, that was kind of almost pretty much who I was on a regular basis, being a parent and a spouse and everything else. So, you know, it's uh, it's ironic, but you'll find that, and I think you know this with all the, the wrestlers that you've, you've dealt with all the years and things like that, that this is something that I think every wrestler is aware of and really tries to, um, take a stance on and, and try to get it to stop. It's just very difficult in the youth today. And, you know, youth suicide is is a lot higher than it's ever been in the past. And part of that is because of that situation of bullying. So I have to agree with that a hundred percent. Just because it's always, uh, we're talking about important things, awareness. I'm going to switch gears to, um, how great it is that Triple C Radio has, I guess, we're teaming up with Breast Cancer Awareness. We have made our site pink for the month of October. Of course, there's no one out there more that supports it than Q-Ball and myself. 
and uh, it gives us great pleasure to change the theme, if you will, of our website, letting the world know that Q-Ball and I stand behind Stress Awareness Month. The cancer is, is unbelievable, and, and, you know, the research that is coming almost daily today. We're saving more lives. More people are living a healthy life and battling this, this unbelievable cancer that has just ruined so many lives over the years, and, it, and, and we support all the research out there, and we're very proud to have the pink site and do all we can for Press Awareness Month here in October. Well, you know, I think, and you and I discussed it the other day, we had the website all set, and we were talking and saying, geez, you know what, October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and, you know, I lost two parents to it, and, and a cousin who was more like a brother of mine to it, not, not the breast cancer, but the cancer, cancer's cancer. And I think it was just a, a great last-minute thing that you were able to go into the website and completely change the format in the scheme to make it uh, pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I got to give you credit for that. That was a, and people don't know, it, but that was a last-minute Sunday afternoon decision to get this all changed out by Tuesday before we came up to the show. So, you know, and a great banner on there. Triple T Radio stands stands behind Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You did a really good job with that. I'm very proud of you and couldn't be happier to have you as a partner because, let's face it, you're better at that kind of stuff than I am. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because what I love about you is, is your honesty. And a lot of people don't know this, but when, when Seaball and I first agreed, you know, we, 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 we signed on the dotted line, if you will, and, and you looked at me basically to say like, you know, Hey, good job with this, but you know, and Q, I think you'll stand behind me in this, but you know, Hey, it sucks. This isn't this, this is triple T radio. Let's do it this way. And I want to throw our credit to you because had you not said the things you said, you know, I'm not saying I was headed down a road that we weren't going to like, but I was headed down a similar road that I was familiar with and you made me think outside the box. So uh, thank you for that. Well, you know, I, I, and I think, you know, and hopefully this is what people are going to get from us, that, that we're, we're of a little different mindset that, than most people. You know, I, uh, I've i been very fortunate in, in wrestling. You know, I got paid to do something for years that I probably would have done for free. I'm not saying that I'll work for free because I never will. But, <laughs> but the point <laughs> being is, you know, that, that I've had a really fortunate ride in pro wrestling I've been handled by a lot of great people. I mean, you know, I started out at, at Peter Maivia's wrestling school in Hawaii in 1983, and that's the Rock's grandfather. Most people probably know that. I started there. I met a very young Rock when he was just a kid over there in the summertime uh, when he would come over with his dad and his mom. And, you know, then I was able to go spend 10 months with the great Lou in 1988. So, you know, I've been able to, to really have a, a blessed career and to work with some great people. And, you know, I've been in the ring with just, I mean, so many big-name guys that, you know, I don't want to sound self-egregious and go through the list, so I'm not going to. Uh, but if you don't know me, you can Google me or you can look me up on uh, on YouTube or something. But, you know, I mean, I, I just, uh, for a young guy who comes from a town, a guy who came from a town of 497, left everything he knew and everyone he knew and every friend and every relative in 1983, 
and move 5,000 miles away to go to wrestling school in Hawaii, you know, when these days you'll find a guy that doesn't they'll have an excuse not to go to a show because it's over an hour away. And I flew 5,000 miles away, you know, to a strange land, basically, just to go to wrestling school. Well, that's so. the thing, too, is you've got the love in your heart. And, uh, you know, you, you you bleed this business. You love it. You, you, you sleep. You breathe everything in this business. And uh, just your voice alone can tell a story. Uh, about how much you love this business and, and we all know that and that's you know for myself and that's really all I can speak for but I know how much you love it and every time we talk we end up going down memory lane about so many different things and uh, that's what I love about it yeah we could have a show within a show if we that's really possible but we're going to have we our show on Friday last week <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah, we had a conversation on on FaceTime that we like got done and we go, that was a show. <laughs> it was a whole show we had done the other day. Literally. Well, we're gonna have our we're gonna have our guest Jimmy Jimmy Peoples calling in here shortly. So uh he's gonna call. I'm gonna let you take the call and bring him in and we'll talk to him and pick his brain a little bit and uh, let people get to know him, let him talk a little bit about what's going on in Thomasville, Georgia on October nineteenth. So he should be calling in here momentarily. Moment, momentarily, I told him around it's somewhere between 8 and 8.15, so if you're handling the switchboard, thank goodness. But that leads me tech, in. I'm a little yeah. tech, tech, technology challenged. <laughs> That's okay, brother. That leads me into my next thing, though, uh, guys. Uh, the one great thing we, we offer you is triple T radio.com. Uh, you know, we not only bring you this show, but we also bring you other things, uh, subscriptions to uh, uh, free giveaways, big guest news, things of that nature. We also, uh, we bring to you the first ever wrestlers and promoters site where you can sign up for free plug your shows and get them on the air like this and you know from one wrestler to another that's what we're here for and uh, that's the promoter page and we really recommend you check it out we promise triple t radio.com you're not going to be upset in any way you're going to love it it's also going to be your main source if you've got a wrestling school Get on there, sign up for that, plug your school, get it up, and that gives people yeah, a chance to promote that. And Nick, Nick, just so everybody knows, the rest of the schools will be fully vetted by me. I'm aware of pretty much everyone in existence and which ones I would let on the show and which ones I wouldn't. So I'll be vetting those. So the ones that you get to see and be on here are going to be places that I would actually send a friend or relative of mine to get trained if I weren't going to train him myself. And Triple T Radio has also got some great sponsor links coming up, um, some great discounts. Everybody that advertises on the site, you're going to be able to go there and mention the code that you saw on the website, and you're going to be able to get a discount. And we're talking everything from high-performance automotive parts to tactical gear to supplements to the best sleeping pill in the world. So we're covering all the bases. Um, and everything, you know, I had two boxes shipped to my house this week 
because there was two things I wanted to try out before I would let them sponsor on the website. So I got these two boxes in the house, and I'm not going to go into what one was, but let me say it was about 80 pounds, and there was only four things in there. Oh, and then the other one. Well, I know it's not blue, too. No, the other one was twice as big and weighed about four pounds. So it was, it's kind of a weird mix, but I'm not going to let anything get sponsored on a website until I personally inspect it and approve of it to go on there or that you do. So everybody's going to know that we're kind of bringing them not just good products and good discounts, but we're bringing them either, either major sources who are reliable, who have good ratings with the Better Business Bureau, or we're bringing them products that we have tried or tested ourselves. So, you know, when you go on here and you see a sponsor for Triple D Radio and you say, I need one of those, you don't have to think twice about going shopping for it. You can just get it right there at Triple D Radio, and we guarantee money back that it's going to be exactly what you expected and be exactly what you get. So um, we're doing a lot of that stuff, too. So I think we're going a little bit, you know, above and beyond the average show. We're not just sticking stuff on here so the guy gives us a few bucks for sponsorship because fortunately neither one of us are in a position where – where we have to do that or need to do that right now. So that's great. Yeah, and hopefully, if everything works out, Q's going to get us some uh, hair products. And uh, within the next year, me and Q are going to have ourselves a ponytail. Yeah, you file that under never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I just took about a shower, a shower an hour ago, and I did my hair for two days in there. I don't have to look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I can relate to that. Now, Q, we're still waiting for Jimmy to call in, but that's okay because I want to plug one more time his amazing show coming up as we were talking about it on Saturday, October 19th, the anti-bullying rally that is going to be just astonishing in Thomasville, Georgia. And, of course, as you guys know, Q Ball is going to be on that show Duke the Dumpster is going to be on that show. The Bullet Bob Armstrong. This is exciting stuff, but I'm going to be honest with you. I've got a call coming in, and I want to take it. So what do you say, brother? Let's do it. All right. And welcome to Triple T Radio. Who do we got with us? Hey, hey. Can you all hear me? We can all hear you, can brother. Hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, we, we can, can hear, hear you. How you doing? Hey, y'all. Hey, man. This is Jimmy Peoples, uh, owner of Solid Rock Championship Wrestling. I hear y'all promoting the show for me. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, hey, Jimmy, what were you doing at the fair tonight? Uh, tonight we were uh, setting up. We set up a booth. Uh, we're going to be here all this week here at the Deep South Fair down here in Thomasville, Georgia. And uh, we're going to be uh, promoting the show. We got us a booth set up. Got some of the wrestlers here talking and meeting and greeting with the folks. And uh, just having a good time, man, handing out some flyers and uh, selling some tickets and uh, actually selling a lot of Solid Rock Championship merchandise, too. So going really good. Well, that's great, Jim. You know, I knew I, I knew what you were doing when you told me earlier today that you were going to be at the fair. I didn't even need to ask you. I knew exactly what you were doing there. And I told Nick off the air, I told Nick off the air, I'm going to ask him about the fair, and I guarantee he's there selling tickets, creating awareness for the event that he's got coming up and everything. So, And, and I like to do the show, show organically. So I didn't want to say anything 
to you ahead of time. I just wanted to ask you what you're doing at the fair because I knew what the answer was. So good for That's you, right. man. <laughs> Listen, man. Yeah, you it, get, it was a great, great turnout, man. We had uh, we uh, I started out with around I believe we had 1,500 tickets uh, to start. I mean, I'm sorry, 1,500 uh, flyers, uh, posters tonight. And when I left a while ago uh, to come out to call in to you guys, I think we had about a half a pack left. So that's real oh, good. That's awesome. That is so yeah. great to hear. Good job, you, you know, guys. My hat's off to all of you that are out there working your butts off. And I guarantee you're going to have a hell of a show. Yes, sir. Hey, hey Jimmy. You. Hey, hey, Jimmy, the guy yes, with the funny accent, Nick, he's Canadian. I'm sorry. Huh. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Hey, no, hey, no, nobody's perfect. <laughs> That's right. Look at you. Hey, they talk a little funnier up there than we do in the south, though, brother. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, if you Q's, if you can't Q's, tell, I'm from the south. <laughs> oh, I can tell. You've been telling me for the last two weeks about how great this is, man, and. uh you know, I've been looking at it, and I've been doing my research, and I, I think this is unbelievable. This anti-bullying rally you're doing, this whole show that you're putting together in Thomasville, Georgia, looks like it's really shaping up to be uh, something special. And uh, I just want to tip my cap to you and tell you that this looks amazing, and uh, I wish I could be there. I wish I could be a part of it. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. We uh I uh, I spent most of my life uh, I spent most of my life in law enforcement, and um, so bullying kind of kind of touches close to home. I dealt with it um, as as a law enforcement officer, and you know I I got to think in there a few years ago. I said, you know, why don't I introduce wrestling into bullying? And a lot of people question that. They say, how do you how do you implicate wrestling with bullet with anti-bullying? And I try to get people to understand that it's not necessarily the wrestling that uh, that that is, is is mirrored off of the off of the bullying. The wrestling is an attention getter. Um, when we go into these schools, into these middle schools and things with these kids, um, we could go in there. I could go in there as a law enforcement officer or a school teacher or a principal could go in there and say, "Hey, kids, don't bully. It's not cool." It's going to go in one ear and right out the other. But if there's something that catches their attention, I got WWE guys coming in. I got NFL superstars coming in. Uh, you know, this a wrestling event. The kids remember this. I have kids. I have kids that are seniors in high school and that have just recently graduated high school that still come to me and say, "Hey, chief, are you still doing the wrestling shows? Are you going to do a wrestling show this year? I want to go." You know. So I mean, you know, that right there, uh, just I mean, that is awesome. You know. Well, I'll tell you, Jimmy. I'll tell you about you know I have a I have a daughter that went through the same thing at school and it, it, it got really bad a couple of years ago, and it got to the point where I had joined the group Wrestlers Against Bullying, and I had went and taken a class on bullying. On top of that, I took of course you know in law enforcement I I, I took a couple other classes on on everything from um, the the big one really was crisis intervention. But, you know, we talk a lot about it. I saw it in law enforcement, too. And, you know, she was a victim of it. And I was a law enforcement officer, and I, I can't do anything about it. But what I did do, I was invited to speak at the parent-teachers uh, conference at the school. And one of the things that I explained to the, to the parents is, you need to explain something to your children, that there is no bystanders in bullying. 
There's only people that are complicit in the act of bullying. It's no different law enforcement. If two people go to a grocery store, one stays in a car, the other one goes in and robs it and shoots and kills somebody. What do we do? We lock them both up for murder. And, right. you know, right. the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is that when it comes to bullying, if a student sees another kid bullying somebody and they don't do anything, they're complicit in the act of bullying themselves. And that's one of the things I pushed. And it, it did make a difference. And, and I was excited to actually have a chance to make a difference. And, of course, you know, I live in a very small town, 1,000 people, but it's the biggest elementary school in the county. And the thing about it is, fortunately enough, enough people know me here and know that I was a wrestler um, where I think I got a little bit more attention because of my career in wrestling. And so I understand what you're saying about the wrestling. is just all the wrestling is is a medium to convey that bullying isn't okay. It's just the wrestling right. gets the attention where you and I, either one of us went in there when we're in law enforcement to school and said, hey, kids, you're not supposed to bully. They're like, ah, he's just a cop. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but if wrestlers right. can be in and wrestlers say it. Kids tend to idolize these guys, look up to these guys, the same with football players. So I think you've got a great mix and a great menu of guys that are going to be able to get that point across about bullying. And, you know, the thing is, and, and, and I know that you said this to yourself in law enforcement because I did, if I make a difference in one or two or ten people's lives, then the whole career was worth it. And making That's a difference right. in these kids' lives, you know, if you reach – one kid who, you know, was a bully who changes their ways or one kid who decides to stand up to that bully, you know, you've made a big difference. So I'm, I got to tell you, I'm thrilled to be part of the show. You know, I don't take a lot of gigs that are that far away from home for me. But when yeah. you asked yeah. me if I would come in for you and, and do a seminar that day and, you know, help you with whatever you need on the show that night, and, you know, hey, I'll set up chairs. I'm, if you're in this wrestling business and you're ever above helping set up a ring or set up chairs, you don't belong in the business anymore, in my opinion. I don't belong so, in it. Amen. Whatever you need, yeah, whatever you need me to do, man, I'm there to do it for you. I'm excited that you thought of me and had me be part of it. And this is something where it wouldn't matter if it's eight hours one way or 18 hours one way. I would go and be part of that show because the person yes, involved, their impeccable integrity, their history, and the fact that they are doing something to make a difference in other people's lives, and that's a big thing for me. So I just want yes, to thank I appreciate you for, it. for asking me to be part of this. And, you know, Man, I, appreciate I, it, bro. I just want to say, guys, that anyone that's in Thomasville, Georgia, anybody that is near Thomasville, Georgia, and you're, for whatever reason, not familiar with what you're hearing right now, you can go to TripleTRadio.com, and the first thing that's going to load up, because it is now official, is the actual poster of the event will load up the minute that you click on TripleTRadio.com. And, you know, Jimmy has gone as far as to even put his own number on the poster for advanced tickets. And all that stuff speaks volume. For a guy who's out there trying to do this to stop bullying, and uh, yeah, it's unbelievable, guys. Check it out. If you're nearby, you wanna go. This is not something you wanna miss. He is really, really making an impact here, and I think it's pretty damn cool. Thank you, sir. 
I appreciate it. So, so Jimmy, why don't you do 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 the people a little solid? Tell them a little bit about yourself, um, over and above what I know. I don't want to tell them because it does sound sort of like it. In fact, I say this sounds like it's sort of rehearsed. So I'm gonna have you tell them who was your inspiration as a kid to get involved in the wrestling business. Well, whenever, well, my my idols, I, I had a couple growing up, of course. Um, uh, Arn Anderson obviously was one of my favorite wrestlers, and then I liked uh, Haku uh, Ming uh, from WWE or was WWF back then. Uh, was was uh, two guys that I I looked up to, um, and I have gotten I have gotten to meet Arn Anderson. I've yet to meet Haku. That's going to be coming. I hope very soon. If I I continue doing these promotions, he's going to be at one of these shows. I I guarantee you that. But uh, I have I have gotten to meet Arn Anderson on three different occasions, and I absolutely love the guy. I love the guy uh, talking with him, sitting down with him. Uh, just down to earth guy, and and I love him. I love him. But those those were my idols. And then I never really, to be quite honest, I never pursued the career field of uh, of, of entertainment and wrestling um, until my later years. Uh, of course, um, I got a. I started out law enforcement. Uh, good gosh, twenty twenty six twenty. 28 years ago, almost 28 years ago, I started out in law enforcement, and um, before, I had a buddy of mine. Cameras. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, big time. That's right. That's right. Living dangerous, big time. And uh, I had a buddy of mine uh, that was uh, that was dabbling in the independent uh, circuit, and I let him talk me into uh, going to some shows and then going to some training with him and started out with a handful of folks in the training class, and by the time it got done, I was uh, me and one other guy was the only ones left that that, that made it through the entire uh, school or the camp, if you would. So I was like, well, you know, maybe this is a maybe this is a sign, you know. <laughs> it was, uh, so I stuck the with only... it. I stuck with it, and uh, here I am. I mean, wow, that's awesome. You know, the only the only true fuel to survive wrestling training is passion. If you don't have it. And you don't 100 percent have it. It'll weed. It'll weed the weak ones out. The ones that don't have it will get I'll, weeded out. The ones that want that, to be a wrestler so they can sit on a bar stool on Thursday night and tell their buddies they're a wrestler once every two months. Um, those those guys will weed themselves out because they're not doing it for the right reason. They're not doing it because they have the passion for it. They're doing it instead to be able to go and tell people, "Hey, I'm a wrestler." It's like we see it in law enforcement, don't we? We see guys that they only want to be police officers. So they can either exert power, or so they can tell everybody that they know I'm a police officer. They're not in it yep, because they got a calling, or because they decided to make a difference. They're in it because right. for the wrong reason, and they'll weed themselves yep. out too. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You hit the nail dead on the head. Uh, and like I say, during during that time of of training and and things like that. You could see it. You could see people because they'd be there one week, and you could just tell it about them, you know. And then the next week, you turn around and they're gone, and you're like, "See, I knew it. I knew it. I told you." <laughs> look, 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 Jimmy. I'll tell you a funny story. I had a wrestling school from '97 till about 2001, and I graduated Joey Mercury with the WWE with Joey Matthews and Christian York, who was pretty popular, and, and quite a few other guys that. that four or five students that got contracts, WCW, ECW, and uh, WWE. And uh, 
I had two Washington Redskins. I'd like to say their names, but I'm not gonna. But this was this was back. <laughs> probably nobody remembers them anyway. But they were they were in the in the 80s and 90s. They were big time players. About 97, they come to our wrestling school, and they're like, "Hey Q, how much is it?" So I told them, and they're like, um, "Well, we'll give you a deposit." And they both wrote me checks for five hundred dollars. And actually, they both gave me five hundred cash, which was a deposit back then. And I told them, I said, "Look." You don't have to give me a deposit. I'm going to bump you guys around and make sure that it's for you. And they're like, we're football players. And these guys look like they had about maybe 6% body fat. I mean, they were in great shape. So I bumped them around the first night. The second night, I bumped them crazy. The third night, they didn't show up. Fourth night, they didn't show up. <laughs> Fifth night, they showed up. And I went, oh, I almost said their names. <laughs> I went, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so. And they went to look at me. And they had to turn their entire body to look at me because they couldn't turn their neck. <laughs> and I, I told them, I told them the first night, I said, get a bottle of ibuprofen, take 600 milligrams every eight hours, whether you need or not, because you're going to get whiplash. Because when you learn to bump, you get whiplash, and it's going to hurt just like you get hit from behind at 50 miles an hour. I said, ain't going to be no different. They didn't listen, so they're like, hey, Q, can we talk to you? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, listen, man. Keep the deposit. It was worth it for the experience. But this is a lot harder than pro football. <laughs> and I, I, explained, I explained to them, it's not more difficult. You've been playing football since you were seven or eight years old. You went on to play in high school. You went on to play in college. You went on to play in the pros. It would be just as physically tough for me to go start playing football again now after, quitting, after being done from high school for 15 or 18 years than it would be for you guys to come here and wrestle. That's why I told you what I told you. So they're like, you know, they insist, they insist oh, you keep the deposit as long as we can come to shows for free. I'm like, whatever you guys want to do. And so they came to shows for, you know, six, eight months. They came to all the shows and stuff like that. And it was just kind of funny because, you know, you have two guys that look like they're etched out of stone, six two, six three, two forty guys that you you look at that body back in the 90s, and that was a TV body, you know. They're ready to go. But it, it, it's just a different animal, man. They were in it They were in it because they thought, oh, this will be cool, not because they were passionate about it and wanted to do it. So, you know, it even separates guys like that from the herd. It, does, it doesn't matter what your physical stature is. When you start wrestling, if you're not passionate, you're not going to make it. That's right. That's right. true. And you talk, you talked about ibuprofen. That's that's uh that's part of a wrestler's gear. You better put that in your bag. You better have a big bottle of it in there. I don't know how many times I have guys come around, hey man, you got emotion or Tylenol or anything? I'm like, Yes I do. <laughs> I was so glad when I they finished for Febreze so I could start spraying the other guys' bags down because they didn't wash their gear. I'd be in a locker room yes, with Febreze. People are starting to question my sexuality. I was in a locker room spraying everybody's gear bags with Febreze. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, your stuff stinks. You ain't washed it in three days, and this is the third night in a row we wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to the hotel and wash my gear in the bathtub with Woolite, and then I would hang it up on the shower rack till the next day. And then I would hang it out in the back seat of the car until it dried on the way to the show. These other female you know, guys are, man, they're, they're doing that. They don't wash their gear. This sounds like an old Nader's <laughs> math story. It's <laughs> a true story, man. Man. It's a true story. Hey, Jimmy. Well, I, have, I, have, I have. Yeah. Hey. 
Hey, listen, I want to ask you a question about your earliest memories of uh, falling in love with the business of professional wrestling. Now, you mentioned a couple guys, you know, Haku being one of them. Um, what What is your earliest memories that you can remember where you maybe uh, just thought like, wait, stop, time stood still, you love what you're watching, or, or you really had a passion for it, you must, because you're running these promotions, which I think is tremendous. But, uh, you know, sorry for the long-winded question, but is there a specific moment where you knew you just you love this business? Every every time I watch Arn Anderson hit a spine buster on somebody. <laughs> no, I, I, um, <laughs> I um yeah, I uh like I said, whenever whenever I was a kid and um I would sit around and I would watch uh the WWF, uh, they had the Saturday night's main events that would come on. Um, they had uh, uh, a, a couple of different shows, and you always had uh, always had some of these guys uh, that were on there. You would see uh, Haku would get on there, and, and of course he would he would wrestle a jobber, you know. And uh, he would uh, his his movements in the ring, and I wish that it, it made me wish that that I had the. Uh, the, the Fiji background, you know, or the Samoan background that some of these guys had that, you know, used these. And then I had a, uh, when I went, when I first started out in the wrestling, I started out in a gimmick years ago as the dragon, Lee Savage. And I mirrored Paku uh, and his, his, his wrestling style. Um, I would use knife ass chops. I would use... Uh, uh, nerve holds. Um, I even went so far as my finisher being the tongue and death grip. And you know these these were things that I used uh, as the dragon um, to mirror what I saw in him. And I mean he his wrestling style to me was was artwork in the ring. It was a thing of beauty. Um, now Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson of course was a brawler, um, but he had a I guess if you want to call it a technical brawling style, Arn Anderson could out wrestle you, or he could just beat your butt, whichever way you That's want right. to go. He he Boy, could, he could flip switch on and off either way. Um, and Haku to me, like I said, just was he, it was graceful, a thing of, uh, of beauty. And then I believe um, when he started tagging with Andre the Giant, and they had the tag titles for a while. That to me was that to me was just awesome because who doesn't love Andre the Giant? I mean, Andre the Giant is is without a doubt one of you know the the he's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. So, you know, yes, he is. and 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 you know you and you and you got my favorite wrestler got to tag with him and win a title, you know, championship reign with him. And to me, man, it, that, that things like that, and it, it may be different for other people, but things like that I see are things of beauty with this. With this business, when when you get to do something like that, um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a mark by any chance, but any chance that I get to sit down and share history with a, a, a former legend or, or superstar of, of the business that we're in, that doesn't make me a mark. That makes me a student of the game because I sit down and I and I talk to these people and I listen to them and I listen to their stories and these things are things of beauty. It's amazing to me some of the stories that that you hear talking with these folks, you know. Um 
you know, so any chance that I get to listen, to listen and learn, um, those to me are the moments. Those those are the best moments uh, that. I mean that I that I could possibly have in this business, and I've I've done a lot of stuff in this business. Now I've 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 never made it to the upper echelon, you know, visit WWE or anything like that. But on the independent circuit, I've done a lot, you know, in my career that that I'm proud of, you know. Um, and these are things that I pass on to my kids to be able to sit down and share stories with them, like the ones that have been shared with me. And to me. That right there is worth the price of every bump that I've ever taken, every injury I've ever had uh, for the years that I've been, I've been in the business. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, you should be proud. Your kids should be proud. And, uh, you know, I can, I can honestly say my favorite thing to do, uh, my time in the business, any opportunity I could sit with a legend and pick their brain and just enjoy the stories told, is the best part, and uh, hearing you talk about that is uh, is it, it's awesome. I love it, and you don't have to make it to WWE to, to say you've made it. Um, you're doing this anti-bullying rally, and uh, in my eyes, you've made it. Hey, hey, Jimmy, Thanks, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, Jimmy. Two of them, really. Is uh, last time Nick and I got together, he said, "I want you to come up because I I want to set." in the lap of knowledge. So I get up there and he's, he's drank a few too many Molson's and he comes over and he sits in my lap. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, I told you I'm to sit in the lap of knowledge. I'm like, whoa, I, mean, I didn't know you meant literally. <laughs> this is a true story. I'm okay, just I wondering. That's, that's, not a, that's not a true story. He didn't sit in my lap. But, but here's, here's a funny story. You, you mentioned Andre the Giant. And when I was a kid, I got a job at Broome County Arena in Binghamton, New York. I'm from farm country, upstate New York, town of 497 people. And I wanted to be around wrestling because I knew from the time I was nine years old is what I wanted to do. So the first month I'm working there, who do I meet? Andre the Giant. I shake hands with him. I look at the size of him, and I'm thinking I'm going to be a pro wrestler someday. And I look at the size of him, and I'm like, never going to happen. And then <laughs> – Thank God, a year later, and talk about the Lord working mysterious ways, I'm working again, and this time I meet Bob Backlund, who's the then champion. And I'm <laughs> an inch taller than him, and I'm like, well, with a little gym work, I could be as big, maybe not as great a, a, a shoe wrestler as him, but I'm like, yeah, I can do this. So Andre completely deterred me, but meeting Bob Backlund made me believe <laughs> that I could. So, But when I first met Andre, I was like, I was like, yeah, no way. And, I, you know, TV never did him justice. I mean, they would put him in there against two or three guys in a handicap match. And when I met him in person, he was so – and I've known Paul White, who's a giant. I, I knew him since he was in wrestling school up at the old Monster Factory, Larry Sharps. I met him when he was up there, when he was super tall. And I'm like, oh, man, you stay healthy. You're going to be a millionaire in the business. He was. But still, even – and I saw him again in 2012. Even as big as he was, he didn't compare to the size of Andre. Andre was just, in person, such a massive individual. that When he walked down the hallway towards you, it looked like a solar eclipse. All the light disappeared. <laughs> but, Jimmy, why don't, you give, why don't you give the show one more plug, and then we'll let you get off here, sir. We appreciate your time. 
to go ahead we and tell did. everybody about the event, the October 19th in Thomasville, Georgia. Give them the bell time and all the information. And don't forget the tremendous Q Ball Carmichael seminar that afternoon. That's that's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, so you guys uh, uh, out there, everybody knows it's going to be October the 19th, Saturday, 6 p.m. bell time at the Thomas County Middle School Gym, uh, Thomasville, Georgia. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Bullet Bob Armstrong going to be in the house. Um, WWE uh, Duke the Dumpster Drosy is going to be there. Of course, uh, my buddy Q is going to be there. My brother from another mother is going to be in the house. Right. Got his seminar. It's going to be Saturday uh, Saturday morning, I believe. Q was it 11, 11 to three or something like that? Yeah, we're gonna well, well, we'll probably run long. We're going to start at eleven. Um, I'm going to run okay. as probably as long as you'll let me before you tell me, hey, you got to go. We're going to we got people lining up or people coming in or something like that. But I like to go to the last yeah, minute. They, they pay for four, they get five, six hours. As long as I can go, I'll go. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, tickets are on sale now. Uh, we're here at the Deep South Fair. We're going to be here all week giving out flyers, selling tickets, and and I got a few raffle gifts. Um, we're going to have a big raffle at the intermission um, of the show. Uh, so, I mean, heck, dude, we, we're going to have a, we're going to have ourselves a good time. I, I can't wait. We got some of the uh, some of the great uh, guys from a uh, local around here, our independent circuits around here, from several different uh, promotions coming to wrestle, and uh, we're going to have ourselves a great time. Uh, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be one for the one for the uh, ages for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you, Chief, and uh, we'll uh, I'll get down there Friday night, and uh, I'll give you my schedule tomorrow. You get into town, you get a chance to hang out a little bit. That'd be awesome, and uh, we'll do our yep. thing Saturday, and I'll. Help you any way I can. I'm looking forward to the seminar. I'm looking forward to the show. I'm looking forward to the big day. So uh, we're counting it down. We're going to keep pushing it here on Triple T Radio uh, every week until the show happens. And then we're going to give the people a rundown of how great the show was afterwards. So we're pretty excited Absolutely. about it. Steve. I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll get you on again. Yeah. Uh, thank you all, man. Much love to you all. Yes, sir. Thank I appreciate you, it, man. Love y'all. Y'all have a good night. Uh, you man. too. I'll see you 19. 18. All right, buddy. Bye. Okay, sir. Bye-bye. What a great guest. Uh, yeah, uh, super guest. Uh, very nice, very professional. And uh, I got to tell you, he was everything he said he would be and more. And, and I'm excited for this event. I can't wait for you to uh, – Call me and fill me in. Hopefully, I can get you to FaceTime me while you're there. I'd like to meet him, but I'm excited. Well, I got it. I will. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what's going on. I got an interesting deal. I don't know if you remember Julio De Niro, who was with ECW. Yeah. Julio and I are real good pals. We have been for geez since 1995. The first time I wrestled him, he broke my jaw, and I never forgave him. So I just hung on to him. But I probably wrestled him a hundred times. And uh, he's wrestling the 19th for the first time in seven years. So we got a deal. Oh. That I, yeah, he's wrestling at ECW reunion show in Philadelphia. Uh, he's got, him and I got a deal. We're going to talk to each other after the shows to make sure that we're both okay. <laughs> so it should be my next call. I'll let, you know. I'll let you know how it goes and everything. But, uh, you know, that great guest, good guy, good Christian guy. And if, I, if a lot of people don't know, the reason I call, I, you'll hear me refer to him as chief, is because having been in law enforcement myself the, the and, and still a, a sworn through training in Sanders, North Carolina, law enforcement officer, 
one of the things that I always do, if somebody's ever been a chief of police, I always refer to them as chief. It's just a respect thing that we do in law enforcement. doesn't matter how long they've been retired or, or where they go. They're just, it's just, hey, chief, hey, chief. It's just one of those things. So if people call me saying, calling them, hey, chief, and wonder what was going on, that's really what it's about um, in that, in that, you know, avenue of profession that, that I was in and he was in. So um, that's kind of it. So, Nick, is it time for a commercial break? Yeah, you know what? We are going to take a break. Uh, I got a it, – it, you guys got to bear with us because, like I say, we don't have a whole – we got some stuff, so we're just we're gonna play something. Uh, it's different than the first theme, the first opening, but uh, just stay tuned. Q and I, we we deserve a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back in about two minutes. That's right, because this beer is not gonna drink itself. That's right. TripleTradio.com is up, it's running, and it is rocking. I hope you all like the uh, Macho Man impression that uh, Q-Ball did. Uh, Q, I got to tell you, 
you pull that off quite nicely, if I may say. Yeah, thank you, brother. Now, because you did that, everybody seems to have a Dusty Rhodes impression. Do you have anything in the box hidden? Well, brother, I, I do, if you will. <laughs> I don't do as good a Dusty as most people do. I don't. Man, I do a better Macho Man or a better Hogan. Well, let's but, hear you your know, Hogan, then. Let me tell you something, brother. You gotta take your vitamins and say your prayers, brother. You know, it's, you're right. Macho Man was always Macho Man was always my guy, man. I always really, you know, <laughs> I'm friends with brother Lanny. I I never got to really get to know him. I wish I had of, but he was always one of those guys. But he was the example of what I tell every wrestler: you got to be yourself, amped up to a ten. Well, Randy Savage was. Randy Savage amps up to a 10, 24-7, 365. I mean, he was the macho man. So, you know, for me it was like, wow, here's a guy that exemplifies dial up to a 10. Buddy, buddy of mine right here in St. John was a referee back in the uh, 80s for the WWF and uh, loved to talk about traveling up and down the road with uh, – Randy and uh, Miss Elizabeth and some of his stories are so awesome, and I love listening to them. You know me. I can sit there for hours, but I love when you can hear some of the great stories, and the Macho Man just happens to be one of my favorites. And, and there's about a million great stories about him if you talk to people. You know, he's like, a, like the same thing was with, with Kurt Henning. I mean, there's just a lot of guys out there that there's a lot of great stories about that are just really super, super funny, super, super interesting stories about guys. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like the business has such a high attrition ratio, you know, people dying before the age of 50 or 60 or in their forties. It's just, it's crazy. I was thinking the other day, you know, when I first went up to Tom Brandy took me up to the old WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it. In like 96, 97, he took me up there. And Jim Neidhart had worked for me as a promoter when I promoted shows. And him and I got along pretty good. Jim didn't get along with everybody. I don't, that's the best way I can put it. So Jim, Jim sees me. He goes, hey, man, what's going on? He's still running that underground bar. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, cool. He goes, hey, come dress with us. I went in, and there's Rick Rude. There's Owens. There's Davy Boy, there's Brett, there's Jim, and then I look back to who's alive out of that locker room I dressed in that night. Oh my goodness! There's like me and Brett. Sad, you know, isn't it? Oh my god! You know, and everybody young, everybody's just—I mean, just crazy. I mean, just crazy. I don't know. It's just, yeah, just weird. It's weird, and there's a lot of places, you know. Like uh, Rock a Rock, Ted Petty, and Johnny Grunge. He used to always travel on the road and do shows up for this guy named Doug Yankee, Doug Flex, up in uh, uh, Pennsylvania. And they would always do shows. They always joked around. Instead of calling me cue ball, they called me eight ball for obvious, obvious 90s partying symbol. <laughs> I won't go any further. <laughs> but the Iron Sheik and Johnny Grunge and Ted Petty would party all night. And all I would want to do is go to bed because I knew the next day, I was driving the Iron Sheik because we used to travel together. 
I'd work him on shows, but I picked him up at the airport. We traveled together for like a year and a half. And I knew I was going to have driving him while he slept the whole trip. <laughs> so I was trying to get yeah. some sleep and it's impossible with those guys. So it's just, it's just, you know, I think about all the guys that, that aren't here anymore that I traveled with or hung out with or shared rooms with or locker rooms with. And it's just, it's overwhelmingly devastating when I think all the guys that I personally wrestled in the ring that aren't here anymore. I mean, from Jimmy Snooker to George Steele to, you know, Road Warrior Hawk. I mean, Chris Candido. I mean, the list is enormous. Funding. I mean, the list is so long of guys that I shared the ring with that aren't here anymore. It's just, you know, I have to work with a therapist to get over survivor's guilt at a certain point, you know. Well, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You're right. I mean, when you look back, you think of like Andrew Martin Test. You think of uh, Lance K, Chris Candido, um, you know, yeah. Owen Hart. God, you know, it, it, it was a shame the way he had to pass. Obviously, yeah. I mean, but Eddie you know, you Shirt. think about like, yeah, Road Warrior Hawk. I mean, it, yeah, it, Hawk. It, 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 I mean. You know, I mean, it's Bundy who just passed. I mean, it's, and Bundy was, you know, not that much older than me, just virtually Buddy Landell, you know. I mean, the list of guys, you know, um, I mean, just, you know, I mean, Pitbull number, I don't I don't know. I don't know if Anthony was number one or number two, and Gary Wilson, she was, and I'm sorry. I don't know what Anthony was, but, you know, I wrestled those guys a bunch of times, and one of them was gone, it's just like, it's just, so difficult to look back and see all these guys that you shared the ring with. Because when you share the ring with somebody, what people don't realize is there's a sacred trust that goes on in wrestling. And that sacred trust is this. I put my life in your hands. You put your life in my hands. I'll return you safe to your family if you return me safe to your family. We'll meet back in a locker room after this is all over. And maybe we'll be a little bit winded, but we'll both be back there. You know, And that's sort of a sacred trust that people don't understand. And you put your life in the hands of it, it's like for for instance, racism. I don't understand it. I put my life in the hands of every race, every religious sect, every domination, every creed, everything. I put my hands in the life of those in those people's hands. They've always returned me safe. So you know, I think people can take a lesson from from wrestlers: is trust is trust. Trust doesn't come by color. It doesn't come by race. It doesn't come by creed. It doesn't come by religion. Or political beliefs. No, you're so, right. So listen, um, I wanted to, I wanted to go to a, another section of our show if you feel like you're up for it. Yeah, it's the last section of our show, so let's do it. The How much time do we have left? How much time do we have left? Hit it. Let's do it. Well, listen. It just everybody knows if if we don't get through this whole thing by the time the show over. We are available in an hour after we go off the air on iTunes, right? We're available on iTunes. We're available everywhere, brother. Everywhere. But, you know, importantly, folks, if, if you're interested in, in what we're going to bring up next, um, you know, keep in mind that we're available on iTunes. Uh, 60 minutes after the broadcast is over, that doesn't mean that it's 60 minutes after you quit listening. We may continue to go on after the broadcast is off the air on a couple of things. So, you know, make sure that you you know that. 
and uh, oh. you're aware that you, you don't lose the show. No, you don't lose the show, but I got to tell you, this is a part of the show you don't want to miss. And, I mean, when you told me I lost it, but, guys, you're going to have to wait. All right. We are off air, and we are welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you for downloading the show. Cue. We are live no more. Okay, well, let's go into this. I know you're sad, I, though. I did text you to find out how much time I had left, but you ready for this? Oh, well, geez. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I mean, do you want to do it now? You're darn right I do, brother. Okay, I want you to do me a favor. Find a history teacher who can explain this to you if they can. You're familiar with United States history, even though you're Canadian, eh? Oh, yes. Okay, let me go through this, and, and you just listen to the whole thing until you're done. Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. John F. Kennedy was elected in 1946. Lincoln was elected president in 1860. John F. Kennedy was elected president in 1960. Both were particularly concerned with civil rights. Both of their wives lost a child while living in the White House. Both presidents were shot on a Friday. Both presidents were shot in the head. Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Both were succeeded by Southerners named Johnson. Andrew Johnson succeeded Abraham Lincoln. He was born in 1808. Lyndon Baines Johnson succeeded Kennedy. He was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Lincoln, was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated Kennedy, was born in 1939. Both assassins were known by their three names. Both names are composed of 15 letters. Hang on to your seat. Lincoln was shot at a theater named Ford. Kennedy was shot in a Lincoln, a car made by Ford. Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials, both of them. Here's the kicker. A week before Lincoln was shot, he was in Monroe, Maryland. A week before Kennedy was shot, he was with Marilyn Monroe. But wait, there's more. Lincoln was shot in a theater. The assassin ran into a warehouse. Kennedy was shot from a book depository warehouse. The assassin ran into a theater. Did you get that? You You tell me now. Is there any such thing as a coincidence, Nick? Are you serious? 100% fact on all of those. You tell me. Does history truly repeat itself? Well, or is it just I, coincidence? I, I Number one, I'm going to tell our listeners that this, we knew we were doing this. This is not, she does not call me up and say this is what I'm saying. Uh, nope, my, I wouldn't tell you. My children, he does not call me up. We said we were doing this, but he didn't say, I'm going to tell you every week what I'm going to say to you. I, so when I'm asking. I'm never going to tell you. I'm never going to tell you because your response won't be organic. So you're never going to know. 
I I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, let they me, both. Let me, let me Nick. Let me go over this again for our listeners in case they didn't get it. Sure. Ask a history teacher to explain this. Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. John F. Kennedy was elected to Congress in 1946. Lincoln was elected president in 1860. Kennedy was elected president in 1960. Both were particularly concerned with civil rights. Both of their wives lost a child while living in the White House. Both presidents were shot on a Friday. Both presidents were shot in the head. Lincoln's secretary was named Kennedy, and Kennedy's secretary was named Lincoln. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Both were succeeded by Southerners named Johnson. Andrew Johnson succeeded Abraham Lincoln. He was born in 1908. I'm sorry, 1808. Lyndon Johnson, who succeeded Kennedy, was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Lincoln, was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated Kennedy, was born in 1939. Both assassins were known by their three names. Both names are comprised of exactly 15 letters. Hang on to your seat. Lincoln was shot at a theater named Ford. Kennedy was shot in a Lincoln car made by Ford. Both Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Here's the kicker. A week before Lincoln was shot, he was in Monroe, Maryland. A week before Kennedy was shot, he was with Marilyn Monroe. Wait, there's more. Lincoln was shot in a theater, and the assassin ran into a warehouse. Kennedy was shot from a book depository warehouse, and the shooter ran into a theater. Tell me, could that, can that all it, at all possibly be coincidence? I don't think so, Nick. I think history repeats itself. And I think this is something for people to ponder and think about and scratch their heads and say, what in the heck just happened? Well, I'm going to be honest read it, When I first read it, Nick, I couldn't believe it. I had to go through it two or three times. And then I went and searched out every one of those facts to be true. What are the odds? I'm completely blown away. Like, I need to really sit on. It leaves you speechless, speechless, doesn't it? I mean, you're like, what did I just hear? Because you're like, OMG, could, what, I, I, I don't even, I can't even believe it, but it's all fact. Right now, at this very moment, after hearing you tell me all that, I want to go and look it all up. That's how much Look I'm it all up, it's all fact. Here's the thing, um, this is the only place you're going to find things like this, along with wrestling talk and great guests. Is Triple T Radio, baby. That's right. www.tripletradio.com, the website. See the guest coming up. It's going to be an amazing month. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories and what the moments, just like we just did, 
with the Kennedy and the Lincoln comparison. This is going to be something we're going to go over again and again and again. And let me tell you something, Nick. You have no idea what I have planned for next week. But I guarantee you it's going to blow your mind just as much as this one did. You're welcome. I uh, <laughs> I love you, and I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. There's nothing you can say. All you can do is what I did, research the facts, find out it's true, scratch your head and go, how is this even supposed to be a coincidence, man? It's not a coincidence, dude. It is history repeating itself in parallel a hundred years apart. It's unbelievable, man. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Hey, we had a great guest. We had a great show. It was a pleasure working with you again, man. I'm so excited about the week-to-week that we get to do. I'm so excited about Triple T Radio. I'm thrilled that we're doing Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm just really excited about the guests coming up. You know, I mean, the people that are listening, we got Luke Hoff next week, international superstar. Um, just the, the, the thing with all wrestlers should be compared to is a guy like Luke Hawk. Great guy, ethical guy, runs Wildcat Sports, draws thousands of people. I mean, just an amazing dude. He's going to be here next week. I'm excited about it. Q, I, uh, I love you. I'm excited. Uh, again, TripleTRadio.com. Everything that Q is putting together here is for you, the people. It is for you, the fans. And uh, this is why Q came up with this great idea of the conspiracy. He doesn't want to just direct professional wrestling. He wants to bring news, uh, knowledge, excitement to the show and invite. Just because you're not a pro wrestling fan does not mean you're not going to enjoy this show. Q, you're amazing. I think the world of you. I can't wait till next week. Love you, brother. Can't wait till I love next you week. Too. Okay, my man, next week we'll talk then. Okay. Triple D Radio is officially off the air.